You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're just entering the fourth chapter of Eruvin. We've been dealing with the Shabbat boundary. And throughout this fourth chapter, we're going to deal with a succession of situations in which people end up either inside or outside the Tuchum, the Shabbat boundary, the 2,000 Amot around town that uh, they can't leave for various reasons. We'll see some of these are intentional and some of these are unintentional. And they start off actually with the very, very most um, unintentional. Someone whom Gentiles or an evil spirit, a ruach ra'a is an evil spirit, someone who these have taken out, that means taken out of the 2000 and what, maybe they've been kidnapped or maybe they had some kind of psychological breakdown and they just wandered. Once you've left the 2000 Amar um, limit, you can only go four amot. You can't travel more than four cubits in any direction. There's a famous story about a chassid who arrives at Heathrow during Shabbat. I think uh, his flight is delayed. So um, unbeknown to him, he actually arrives in the airport during Shabbat. And he, he says to the people around him, the air crew, look, I'm sorry, I can't move. I can't move more than four amot. And they actually pick him up and carry him off the plane because he won't walk more than four amot in the space that he's arrived at, which is outside his 2,000 amot. The Mishnah goes on. So that, that's what the Mishnah means. A person can, uh, um, occupies, I think, three amot square, and then the one amma is for them to move, is, if you like, so they can stretch out their hand or something. But uh, the space, the total space occupied by a human person is four amot. The time we wait after saying Shmonas Ray is the amount of time it takes us to walk for Amot before we do anything else. It's as if it's the space we need to exit ourselves. For Amot is a human space. If they bring him back, it's as if he's never left. In other words, he can come back and he can behave as if he never left. He's still got the 2000 Amot that he left with, although the commentators comment, if he came back of his own accord, so maybe he goes out to get something or to see something or to say something, if he comes back of his own accord, he is pinned in four, in four, in a four amot square distance. If they brought him back, it is as if he had never gone out. This only applies to someone who was brought back by the Gentiles or brought back by the Ruach Ra'a. And I can't resist bringing you, you know, I like bringing you the Rambam. He's a doctor. He translates Ruach Ra'a. He says, um, Any damage which a person suffers, it doesn't result from another person. So in anything that happens to you, that it doesn't result from someone hitting you or beating you. From whatever reason it occurs from is called ruach ra'a is called an evil spirit and i i think this um 
Maybe this re this refers to physical illness as well as psychological illness, although I'm not sure a physical illness would make you walk 2,000 and what. But he certainly got in mind psychological illness when he says this is some kind of damage that might make you leave the 2,000 Amar boundary. Maybe they took them to another town. They put him in a cattle pen. I put this as a stable. It's some kind of enclosed area where they put animals. Maybe for horses. It may be for other kinds of cattle. But this is an enclosed area. And we learnt in the preceding Mishnayot that if it's a deer or sahar, if it's one of these cattle pens or stables, then we can carry in them, if uh, providing they're, they're fenced around with a boundary. We learned the halachot of making a boundary, a fence around the deer and the sahar. And we learned, actually, it can be up to uh, 50, um, uh, 50, about 50 acres in, in size. You can have a vast space here that's boundaried off if it's used for animals. Rabban Gamliel, Rabbi Eliezer ben Azari Omrim, Mahalechet Kulo. Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer ben Azari says, if you're put in one of these big spaces, you can move through the entire area. In other words, you can take advantage of the fact that it's the kind of area that if we fence it off, then we can walk around in it. I think the presumption may be that there is already a boundary sitting there before Shabbat. And we'll come to that presumption in a minute. Rabbi Yoshua Rabbi Akiva Omrim Ainlo Ela Arba Amot. Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Akiva says, no, maybe their assumption is it's not fenced off because for them there's only four cubits. And now we have a story. The Mishnah loves stories. It happened that they were coming from this place called Prandisia. And my translation, the Mishnah, translates this as Brindisi. Brindisi is actually a port on the eastern side of Italy. And we know that the rabbis went to Rome. So maybe they traveled across Italy from the west to the eastern side and then got on the ship of Brindisi to go back to the land of Israel. Anyway. It once happened they were coming from Brindisi and their ship sailed out to sea. This must mean, by the way, sailing out on Shabbat. This must refer to sailing out on Shabbat. So presumably they boarded the ship before Shabbat. It's absolutely forbidden to... We, can, we can't board a ship on Shabbat because we're passing from... Uh, the ship itself is a private domain. Rabban Gamliel, the Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria, Halchuet Kula. Rabban Gamliel, the Rabbi Eliezer ben Azaria, walked over the whole ship, just as they would walk over the whole of the cattle pen. So they assume this is a fenced-off area, and the Bartanur actually, um, the, the Bartanur actually says, They kind of made Shabbat in the empty space with partitions while it was still dead, while it was still dead daylight. In other words, we're talking about a ship which is effectively a partition space before Shabbat comes in. So Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Elazar and Azaria are going to walk around the whole area. Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Akiva lo zazu me'arbaba amot. Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Akiva didn't move beyond their four square cubits. 
because they wanted to be stringent on themselves. It looks as if they were trying to make a point, perhaps about the case of the cattle pen and the stable, because the case of the ship seems to be different. It's clearly fenced off. You can clearly walk around a ship. It's Rushuta Yachid. But it seems they wanted to be stay, to be stringent on themselves just to make the point about the cattle pen and the uh, stable. And the halacha, by the way, goes according to Rabban Gamliel and Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah. Now the Mishnah then continues with these stories about the journey. Once they didn't enter the harbor until dark. And this clearly, again, is talking about Erev Shabbat. So they're sailing through the week. And it just happens that when they get to the port, it's dark is just coming in. They asked Rabban Gamliel, can we, they asked Rabban Gamliel, can we disembark? He said to them, Mutaratam, you are permitted. Shekfar Haiti Mr. Kel, because I was already observing. And we were already within the Shabbat limits before dark. So he's I mean Rabban Gamiel seems to be Makil here, but he seems to be saying, Look, I knew we were within two thousand I'm not before dark. And we might wonder, by the way, how does he know? How does he know that we're within the Shabbat limits before dark? And the Bartonur has an absolutely fascinating comment, which I presume he takes from the Talmud. And it's a comment about the technology in use of the town. Shehaiti Mistakel, I was already observing, and the Bartonur says, Bashafshoret shall kanechalo. Using a tube of perforated reed, Shehaita Mutukenet le midat. Tzfiat alpaim ama that was already designed or set up for the measurement of viewing two thousand cubits. It seems to be some kind of early, um, early two thousand year old rangefinder, a bit like a rangefinder that looks through two angles that you can get on a modern, well, a twentieth century camera. Anyway, it seems to be some kind of technology like the kind of rangefinders they used in last century cameras in order to estimate distance so he says i knew i was observing i was actually measuring the distance and we were already within the shabbat limit before dark now what about someone Rather than being transported beyond the Shabbat limit by Gentiles or by a bad dream or a psychological illness or by maybe Gentiles manning a ship, by the way. Remember that there are Gentiles running the ship. What about someone who has a mitzvah? Mishiyat Someone who went beyond Shabbat limit with permission. This refers to permission of the Bet Din. So maybe permission to give evidence permission to do some other kind of mitzvah, maybe permission to defend the city. And they said to him, um, The act has already been performed, i.e. they said to him, look, there's no need to go out anymore, you can come back. So he's outside the Shabbat limit. He can go 2,000 amot in any direction. This is a problem, by the way. I mean, I, I don't. This seems to be 
I mean, this is interpreted by the commentators as a, a way of being lenient. And I suppose it's more lenient than trapping the poor guy within four Amot. But I'm not quite sure what he's going to do in out in the desert if he's two thousand. He's more than 2,000 Amot away from town. He's only, can he, he can only move 2,000 Amot in any direction. And the Mishnah continues, If he was within the Tchum, that's a great situation to be. It's, it's as if he had never gone out. Anyone who goes out to save life can return to their original place. And we can compare, actually, the Mishnah and Rosh Hashanah. Um, the, I mean, this, this halacha, that if someone goes out to save life, where Mekil were, were lenient in order to, in, that, so he can come back, because otherwise people aren't going to go out People aren't going to go out to do a mitzvah if they can't get back. And sure enough, in the Mishnah of Rosh Hashanah, there's a story about people, about witnesses coming for the new moon. And the witnesses were allowed to break Shabbat in order to give evidence. It once happened about 40 pairs of witnesses were passing and Rabbi Akiva actually stopped them in Lud because he didn't think the court would need so many witnesses. Shalach Rabban Gamliel Rabban Gamliel sent to him, Im akev ata If you detain the many, you will cause them to not come in the future. Sometimes we do things in the present which are a little bit lenient because we need to encourage people to do the right thing in the future. And this idea that... Um, Anyone who can goes who goes out to do a mitzvah can come back to their original place. That's a classic example. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.